power to the people. Did we watch Party at Tom? Welcome to the bottom line with Christian Rosen Gonzalez, where we speak truth to power and try to get to the bottom line of what's really happening in South Florida politics, especially Miami Beach. I want to thank everyone who came out a couple of Saturdays ago to help us uh, protest shutting down the party in favor of shutting down the party on South Beach for safety reasons. Sorry. Um, I, I want to thank Larry Schaefer and Sharon Weiss who came with their bullhorns, Tanya Dean, who really, it was her idea and she helped organize the protest. And so many of you, uh, showed up. Scott Cherie went to the Community Relations Board interview afterward. And guess what? You made a difference because the mayor has come out with a 12-point plan, which we will talk about later on in this episode. But first, we are going to talk about something that only happens once or twice a decade. It is uh, transformational for the city of Miami Beach, and it has gotten very little coverage and very little press. And that is the hiring of the city manager of Miami Beach, our CEO and chief executive officer. In January, our longtime city manager, Jimmy Morales, he left to go to the county. He's now the COO, chief operations officer for Miami-Dade County. Um, and right now, our city, former city attorney, Raul Aguila, is serving as interim city manager. By the way, he is his own man. I want to give him a shout out because while I don't always agree with him, uh, he has disagreed with certain members of the commission and the mayor on certain things. And just the fact that he is an independent voice and taking his job seriously and pushing back against the politics of his position. Good for you, Raul Aguila. Um, I wish that you would take this position on um, permanently if you could. So uh, there are six final candidates and there is a meeting next Thursday, April 15th at 3 p.m. where these candidates are going to be interviewed by the city commission. And why is this important? It's important because the city of Miami Beach was created as a commission city manager form of government. We are not a strong mayor form of government. The mayor and the commission does not have, it's a balance of power. Uh, the city manager really is the chief executive officer and the head of the administrative branch. Before I introduce our wonderful, illustrious guest today, Commissioner Michael Gongora, I just want to read off the city manager's responsibility so you understand how important this office is to the city of Miami Beach. And by the way, as we have our conversation today, you are welcome at any, at any time to click in and voice an opinion or ask a question. So here's what the city manager's responsibilities are per the Miami Beach Charter. A, to see that the laws and ordinance are enforced. So enforcement, when we really criticize the mayor, is really a city manager's uh, responsibility. The city manager appoints all the directors of the departments, um, and he can remove and then he can remove them at the same time, except for our legal department and the department and the city clerk's office. Those are two separate offices that have to be removed or changed by the city commission. Uh, let's see. To appoint and remove at will all other officers or employees, the unclassified service of the city, except the mayor and city commissioners. So he has to attend all meetings of the city commission with the right to take part in the discussion, but he has no vote. To recommend to the city commission for adoption measures as he or she may deem necessary or expedient. To keep the city commission fully advised as to the financial condition and needs of the city to have general and special supervision and control subject to the control by the city commission of the several departments now existing. So he controls all the departments except for legal and city clerk's office. To negotiate, he negotiates all contracts and agreements in which the city is a party subject to the approval of the city commission. So the city manager negotiates and, and finds the contracts and then the city commission approves them. The city admission, 
The city manager um, shall account to the city commission for the conduct and acts of the several departments now existing or hereafter to be created. And he or she shall have supervision and control of the heads of said departments. And such heads as appointed by the city manager shall be accountable to the city manager. And then finally, to perform such other duties as may be prescribed by the city commission by ordinance or resolution, which are not in conflict with the duties of the city clerk. Commissioner Gungora, thank you so much for joining me here today on this program. I know that that was a long introduction, but I want people to see just how powerful the city manager position in the city of Miami Beach is. So tell me what is going on? What has this process been like? Where are we now in the process? Well, where we are is the easiest part. Um, it looks like they're pushing to make a final selection at the April 21st regular commission meeting. So in preparation for that, the city has scheduled kind of a workshop on air interview of all of the candidates uh, to happen Thursday, April 15th at three o'clock PM. Uh, there's six candidates left. There's three internal candidates that have applied and three external candidates. Uh, they're meeting right now with the mayor and all the commissioners. I've had the opportunity to meet with everybody at least once already. So I have a little bit better understanding of who they are and where my mind is at with the position. And I'm excited to move forward April 15th. So this is very important because everybody, a lot of political activists are complaining about the administration and current management of the city. And we have these internal candidates who have been part of this entire bureaucracy and culture that we currently have, which doesn't seem to be uh, working. That said, I'm going to go over each. I'm going to shout out the candidate's name. And maybe you could tell me a little bit about the candidate, if you've met with them, what they're like, uh, you know, you don't have to reveal how you want to vote, but as much information as you would like to provide would be welcome. So let's start out. Commissioner Gangora, Eric Carpenter. He is currently an assistant city manager of Miami Beach. Uh, he lives, I know, in Broward County, I believe. Eric. Well, Eric is known to just about everybody at City Hall because he's an assistant city manager now. He was brought over, I believe, from Doral by the prior city manager, Jimmy Morales. I think he was originally the public works director before being promoted to assistant city manager. And he's been at the city since Jimmy came. So I believe that was late 2012 or early 2013. Eric used to live on the beach. He used to live on Belle Isle, but you're right. He moved away with his wife and kids. He's nice, we know him, um, he's been around a while. I think that Eric is probably the person that is in the running that people kind of know the most because he's been in this position for a while. Is there anything controversial in Eric's department or anything that has been criticized or celebrated? Well, you know, Eric, yes, all of the above. Since <laughs> Eric has been in senior leadership with Jimmy's administration and now uh, under Raul, you know, he can take all of the criticism as well as all of the praise uh, for good and bad things that happened. Uh, Eric is a nice guy. I think we like him. I think you even like him, Kristen. You've told me you like Eric. Um, I, I do like Eric. <laughs> I, I, do, I, I, I do like Eric. Um, I just, I don't, you know, I've heard from uh, several of the commissioners that he doesn't really seem that excited about the job at this point because he might potentially have something at the county that he had applied for. I'm, 
Well, yeah, Eric called us out and told us he applied for a position at the county, kind of like to be the number two again to Jimmy. I think it's the old Alice Bravo position that oversees many departments at the county. So, you know, you kind of, I don't know. I'm actually meeting with Eric in person tomorrow, but the impression is that he might be more interested in the county. I don't know. I haven't talked to him yet, but when you're applying for another job at the same time as the city manager job, it lends people to wonder, you know, which direction is your heart? really pulling you in so well i mean eric carpenter has so he's traveled with jimmy morales from doral to the city of miami beach and now potentially he will be uh in alice bravo's old job in the county okay so that almost eliminates eric but it, your eric your name is still on the ballot here so okay the second candidate uh alina hudak uh she was a she was a deputy mayor under carlos jimenez uh, she's married to ed hudak who i believe is the chief of police in coral gables lives in coral gables and right now she is an assistant city manager in the city of miami beach a lot of people are saying that alina is the favorite and that alina is definitely going to get this job what are your what is your opinion about this <laughs> I've certainly heard, I've heard that rumor, but you know, Miami Beach is a city full of rumors. They sometimes are true and sometimes not. What do I think of Alina? Alina survived a long time in Miami-Dade County to reach the top spot. Um, she's clearly capable, clearly talented. She lives down south. I wish she lived closer to Miami Beach, as I've told her. Some interesting things that she brings to the the, the slate of candidates is she's fully bilingual. She's the only woman. Um, there is some presumption that Jimmy brought her in specifically as part of a chain of succession uh, to be the city manager. And she's bright. You know, I think a lot of people are wondering, you know, is, uh, is Alina the match for Miami Beach? Um, clearly, she's got the skill set. She's got the talent. She's strong. I like strong women like you, Kristen. I like women with strength. Um, so... <laughs> She's got some positive things going for her, for sure. So according to social media and a lot of resident at groups, uh, Alina is uh, the favorite. Um, we have John Woodruff. He is the head of finance. Um, I know John Woodruff from my time in Miami Beach. I, I, I'm afraid I'm going to criticize him and then he's going to become the city manager. But uh, a lot of people seem to like him. I watched him during the Geo Bond kind of finesse and, and facilitate a lot of I would say misrepresentations to the residents during the geo bond uh, campaign that they ran. So uh, he is not my favorite candidate, but uh, he does, he, he is in the running and he did. I do know that. I think he said he was willing to move to the city of Miami beach. Yeah. John, <laughs> he hasn't said that he's going to move to the beach because his family lives elsewhere, but he said he would rent a place to stay at the beach during the week. Um, John is an interesting, interesting person. I met with John. He put together a really good presentation uh, as to changes he would make if he were made city manager. And actually, he put that out before the before Galber's twelve point plan. And Galber's twelve point plan has a lot of similarities to what Woodruff had sent us as to what would be his plan if he were you hired. You mean copied? Action. He copied Woodruff's. I feel like he I is a copycat. I would submit things to the that. agenda Sometimes. and then they would show up on Gelber's agenda. And I know that he's done the same to other elected officials. I won't mention <laughs> any names. Um, Sometimes copycat, copycat. Think alike. 
Okay. Although right now I do agree with him in terms of getting strict in his 12 point plan. Okay. So we have John Woodruff who, I mean, I don't like some other, some elected officials no. might. Um, Alina I'm going to tell you one interesting thing about Sean that he highlighted for me is that as CFO, he actually meets with every department and formulating their budget. So um, he does have a lot of unique knowledge and that he's been involved in every department, at least from a financial perspective. So that was an interesting thing that he highlighted for me at our meeting. My worry is that he's very political and he's moving and shaking. He's selling himself so well to you and the other commissioners, which doesn't necessarily translate into somebody who cares about the residents. And I watched him during this geo bond campaign with these misrepresentations. And I've also watched him manipulate the ad valorem so that it shows like taxes are being lowered or being kept the same when in fact they aren't really. So I don't think he's the most transparent of candidates, but that is my opinion and I do not have a vote. Okay, those are the three internal candidates. He's, he's Eric still Carpenter. in the running. He's still in the running. Still in the right. Eric Carpenter, headed to the county. Alina Hudak, uh, Coral Gables, uh, current assistant city manager. But at the same time, part of this current uh, political climate that really does, you know, that really doesn't allow for an independent voice as city manager. And John Woodruff, who, like I said, has transparency issues, in my opinion. Okay, <laughs> now we have three external candidates. Michael Reese, who was Michael Reese? I Googled him, I saw somebody from Palm Beach, but I wasn't sure if that was the Michael Reese. Who is Michael Reese? No, Michael Reese is from Ohio, Columbus, Ohio. He was chief of staff to the mayor who was like this very popular mayor in Columbus who was there forever, like 15 years. And then he followed him to a private lobbying firm in Columbus. And now I believe he's presently freelancing. He's a very nice person. Um, he was the sixth choice when we were voting on names to put out to a vote. We had a hard time getting past four. And then after five, we had a really hard time getting to six. So he's coming from kind of not the strongest place. Um, he's a nice man. He sent me a beautiful email today about what he would want to do during his first hundred days as city manager. He's committed to moving here. I asked him, frankly, when was the last time you were in Miami Beach, if ever? And it was about 10 years ago. So he's not super familiar with our community. He clearly had a powerful voice in the Columbus, Ohio government for many years. I'm not sure if you wanna take somebody to, that's towards the end of their career and bring them to Miami Beach to become the next city manager. So Michael Reese from the Midwest has not been in Miami Beach for 10 years. I would say that's kind of a questionable candidate unless he was like the CEO of some major corporation right now, which is not the case. He is a freelance lobbyist. Um, like you mentioned. Okay, we have Anthony Figliola. I did look him up, the COO of Empire Government Strategies in New York. He does kind of look tough gangsta, like in his picture, you know? Anthony Figliola, tell us about Anthony. Well, he is from Long Island, a, a lifelong <laughs> resident. Okay. Um, Anthony Figlio, I enjoyed my Zoom conversation with him. Um, one, he's immaculately dressed. Anthony, if you watch this, you get a good sense of fashion. Um, I'm not sure how old he is, but he is, I would say, one of the younger candidates. He looks the youngest. He has a wife and young children, I believe, still in elementary school. He has not worked really in a city our size. He worked in a very small town in New York before going off and creating his own government strategies firm. Very bright guy. Of course, he's committed that he would want to move to Miami Beach, raise his kids here. Um, and I, I, 
liked him. You know, for those of you that watched the commission meeting, I only voted to put four names up, the three internal candidates and Jay from Palm Beach, who we haven't discussed yet, because I didn't really see the other candidates as having the right resumes for city manager. But I like Anthony and I specifically asked him because I said, you're younger, if you're not considered for city manager, would you perhaps consider a director or some other position? Because we need to bring in some new blood and you're bright, you're engaging. Um, and I think he could be a good fit for the city of Miami Beach. I'm not sure as manager or in a different position. I'm just not sure about, you know, Michael Reese and Anthony Figliola uh, both are lobbyists in addition to being administrators. And I would like to stay away from the political part of this position and really focus on what is administration and running a city efficiently like you run a corporation the size of Miami Beach. So that's a little bit of a turnoff. We're saving, uh, I think, the best for last um, in terms of and not because I don't like not look not because I don't like the three internal candidates, just because uh, I would like somebody outside of our po current political culture, which I find to be completely ineffective and non-transparent. And his name is Jay Boudchoir. Boudchoir? Boudchoir. Just Jay, as far as I'm concerned. And he is currently in an assistant uh, city manager position in the city of Palm Beach. So he is local from here in South Florida, part of the South Beach Climate Compact. So he is, he understands uh, climate change and how we need to mitigate for it. And I do love the political culture of Palm Beach way more than Miami Beach. So tell us about Jay, because I have yet to meet him. Well, Jay was the first candidate I spoke with on Zoom, and I feel that I need a follow-up. And he's offered to drive down and meet with me in person, so I will be speaking with Jay again. Um, he also has been spending a lot of time driving down to Miami Beach on the weekends to learn about our community, to understand the problems we were having on Ocean Drive in the Entertainment District, which I appreciate. Jay is uh, of Gu Guyana descent. Um, he's um, a nice guy. He's got an interesting background. He, I also believe, I think started in government in Ohio like 25 plus years ago, but he's been with the town of Palm Beach for 20 plus years. He started in a somewhat entry level position, worked his way up, assistant director, director, assistant town manager, and now he's deputy town manager. So he's lasted a very long time in Palm Beach. He's bright, he's articulate, he understands government, you know, he's from the he outside. He has said that he is willing to move to the city of Miami Beach, correct? Correct. He did and he has that. been traveling to Miami Beach during this interview process to kind of study the problems that we have and the issues that we face. He's coming from a completely different culture, the culture of the city of Palm Beach, which is also a large municipality in South Florida uh, with a lot of exigent residents, just like Miami Beach. And he is going we're, we'd be starting with the tabula rasa really if we start with uh with jay budishwar i mean he would have that he would have he has the working knowledge and the experience uh what he doesn't have is the bad stuff you know he hasn't seen what's gone on where you have a, a city manager for example who doesn't give any opinions and just allows the politicians to run the city so there really is not uh the balance of power that there should be uh, one thing that I like about Raul Aguila, who's been acting as interim city manager, is that he really has. I read a Herald article the other day and I almost fell over because it said that the city manager, for the first time in my entire political career, the city manager has disagreed on the record in the Miami Herald with the mayor of Miami Beach. That never happens. It doesn't happen. And I like it, whether I agree with him or not. And I actually didn't agree with Raul, but I just like the fact that he had an opinion. 
that I think that's so important. Go, Raul. I'm, like, I, I agree with you, Kristen. I always say one of the things that changed during the four years I was after commission between 13 and 17 is our city managers used to give us a recommendation straight up out front. The commission could follow it or not, but it was there and we had it to rely upon. I felt that you know that's shifted. I'm not sure exactly why. I have my own ideas. But now I feel that administration is very hesitant to come out early with a recommendation. They sit back and kind of count where the votes are on the commission and then shift the, the recommendation accordingly. Uh, to be fair, I haven't spoken with Eric in person. I'm meeting with him tomorrow. But Jay, John, and um, Alina have all stated that they believe that the city manager should take a stronger voice in making recommendations as well. And I think that everybody sees it as a little unusual. So I do think whoever we have next will be taking more of a leadership role. Well, I, I would hope so. Um, I, you know, I, I, I don't, I think that we need somebody who is unafraid and courageous and able to uh, push back on the government. And uh, I haven't seen that really. I've never seen John Woodruff oppose um, anybody on the commission or the mayor ever. Maybe me. What do you mean? He opposed me on the first day of chemo. I had to fight to keep the parking department oh, for like okay. a couple so of hours. Okay, so this guy who wants to eliminate the parking department when he knows about all the dirty deeds going into the parking department. That is another reason why John Woodruff is a is just the worst choice. When I saw his name, I felt like a physical pain. I thought, I can't believe that we're considering putting this terrible guy who wanted to give put these people out of work as city manager. I couldn't even believe he applied. I see that Wayne Roberts has logged on to give his opinion. Wayne, are you there? Yeah, can you hear me? We can hear you. Good afternoon, uh, Care G and Michael. How are you? Um, you're my two favorite politicians in Miami Beach by far. Like KRG is like my my superstar and Michael, you're 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 still a star, but you're just not as bright as KRG in my mind. But you're oh, very, you're very, very I, bright. I, I, can't, I can't I'm sorry, I can't compete with Kristen in your heart, but I'll take being your second favorite. But <laughs> he's such a he's such a diplomatic politician. But, so what's your take on this, Wayne? We've gone through all the candidates. I don't know if you've had it the if you've been listening and heard everything that Michael has said. He's he's met with all the candidates. What do you think? Okay, so my my issue is that this bureaucracy has no interest in resonance. Their interest is in with developers and developing their, their own bureaucracy pensions and building a bigger and more expensive government. It's it's completely opposite of what their objective should be. That's why you know, I like the guy from Palm Beach, because you can't do anything in Palm Beach. Those politicians care about their city. They care about the residents. And I want somebody coming from that culture into the city of Miami Beach. I don't want another John Woodruff, you know, or Eric. I do. I do. I do like Eric, but he's going to the county, I think. So, um yeah, okay, so I want I would I would want somebody in the in this leading this bureaucracy to start to focus on residents. And none of the candidates locally actually I don't know Yulnik Holnik or Alina very well. I know the other two are absolutely awful. Carpenter is a propaganda machine. Woodruff is a propaganda machine. I feel like I like live in an Orwellian society. None of it's truthful, none of it's transparent. Those guys would be the worst examples for what we need for the future. What we need is somebody that's focused on the residents, primary one. 
and and get rid of this bureaucracy where you know cop I should say firemen I, cops aren't that badly paid firemen get paid three hundred thousand dollars a year plus in t- total compensation and it's all like it's all like kids of of the connected that are firemen. We sell off public land. We don't care about preservation. That's another thing why I like Jay, because he's coming from Palm Beach, which has a very strict culture of historic preservation. Plus, he also has the infrastructure knowledge from being part of the South Florida Climate Climate Compact. I have a special guest here who showed up with some recipes. Hold on, everybody. Look who's here. (laughs) Chef Bernie Matt. All right. (laughs) This is like the Kristen... Propaganda show. Chef yeah. Bernie, I can't believe you showed up here at the community newspaper. So nice to have you. I brought you a little snack. Thank you. This looks delicious. So what do we have here? We have uh, avocado salsa tortadas, and we have black bean hummus, red pepper uh, tahini with some mariquitas. So you are here today because... We're opening a restaurant That's right. at 5600 Collins Avenue, waterfront restaurant. It's a labor of love. <laughs> How are you excited about this? You are a very good uh, restaurant partner. You've got a lot of experience in the restaurant business, uh, and I'm thrilled that we're doing this together. Yeah. Thank you. So far, my job hasn't been as exciting. Bernie Hi, is creative and i'm so excited i love the spot it's super cute i've been there before for everybody watching it's on the water on the west side of collins it's got a beautiful view and bernie's food is delicious i can attest to that as well so i'm super excited and can't wait for the opening i'm excited too i've been sampling every item on the menu and i will say and i know i'm biased but bernie this is one of the most delicious menus uh every single item on the menu is just excellent i mean i i just can't see how you're not going to be a huge success with this tell us about the yeah, inspiration she's not <laughs> tell us about the inspiration for the menu oh you know this is like bernie's greatest hits this is what i've been making here in miami for the last 30 years except for better so we are still stuck in a couple of permits mm-hmm. Uh, but as soon as we are out of the permitting process, we will be opening hopefully at the end of April. We'll be open before the end of the month for sure. That we have and, free uh, valley parking. Fifty six hundred. It's on the west side of Collins. The most Avenue. storied, beautiful view of Indian Creek Waterway. Huge yachts like uh, cruising by, and you just sit there. And our prices are affordable. It's not like some of these other places on the water yeah, that have just become expensive and overly pretentious. I know this is a little commercial. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We're going right, back guys, to the city back manager. To okay. Now we're back, back to Wayne and corruption. All of this for me. This is why I can't lose my quarantine fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Who's so speaking? if I. If I was a voter, if I was the like the the king of Miami Beach, I'd vote the guy from Palm Beach. But clearly, you know, the the recruiting effort was not satisfactory. That like, you know, you run a C- as a CEO of a company with twenty two hundred employees, ninety five percent that don't live in Miami Beach, by the way, um, with uh, hundreds of thousands of customers, and they get paid about what a, what a, a fireman does is ridiculous. You know, if they were in the corporate world, they'd be making a million bucks. And and we, we underpay for like the CEO role. 
Well, yeah, and but then, this is public you know, service, and the president makes $400,000 a year. You can't make more than the president of the United States. Well, actually, I think the president of, I was going to say, I think that actually, Fauci, Fauci makes twice, Fauci makes twice what, what the president of the United States makes. But the point is, the point is that, that you need to have like the best CEO possible. And, and quite frankly, the, the city manager is underpaid, the firemen are overpaid. And that we need, we need a really guy that's focused on residents that could get things done, that develop middle-class housing, that can get, um, you know, social services improved, that don't like cater to the developers to, to create FAR that's only damaging the city, that, that uh, you know, circumvents law, charter, our charter, by giving street uh, vacations so that they don't have to put it on referendum. I mean, the things that the city government does is so corrupted, so inaccurate, so Orwellian that, uh, you know, it's time we bring in so the outside and start requiring that the 2,200 employees or a good percentage of them, at least 50%, live in Miami Beach. And we should start hiring people that, you know, if they don't, they don't agree to live here for five years from the start of their employment, that they don't get considered. That some sort of policy like that. New York City had that policy for police for many, many years, and still does. I do does think that the city manager. I do think that the city manager should live in Miami Beach and experience our garbage and waste pickup. Uh, what our drainage system feels like, what our traffic patterns are like, because we have people coming from the outside, and frankly, they drive to City Hall, they drive home, and they don't experience living in Miami Beach, and it makes a huge difference. George Gonzalez lived in Miami Worse Beach. He knew when our streets flooded. He was surprised of all of that. Right? Michael? Yeah. Yeah. And oh, Kathy, Brooks, Kathy Brooks lived here. I liked having the city manager here because it's they drive in the streets, they shop in our grocery stores, they get the complaints from their friends who go to school, you know, whose kids go to school with their kids. I feel that they're more integrated in the community. So that's why I came out for that early. Well, they're also worse, taxpayers. Worse than, that, guys, worse than that, we actually pay for their commuting fees. We give them hundreds of cars, free gas, free tolls. On this and maintenance on the cars, the city pays for it. It's ridiculous. The whole system is corrupted, and it, it, needs it would to be better if the person if the person did live in the city, um, they would be actually invested in the city. They would probably buy a property at some point, even if the city had to, you know, subsidize a rental in the interim. Uh, and that way they'd be taxpayers just like us. And I really do think that that is paradigm changing for us. So I like the fact that this guy, Jay Boudichoir. So who would you, who would you pick Wayne? Who are you, who would you pick out of these six candidates? Uh, based on what I heard, yes. um, a, I, you know, it, it's late in the game and it's water under the bridge. I think we should have had much better candidates. And I think, you know, if I was running the recruiting, it would have been a lot better. <laughs> and I'm not a recruiter. But B... I, I um, agree with you, Ryan. <laughs> but B, but B, uh, I would go with the guy from Palm Beach because Palm Beach, you know, you walk down the street and, like, the investments are proper. It's not going to developers. We're not building billion-dollar convention centers that run, that run in the red, by the way, on an operating basis, without even considering the billion-dollar bond. And all the RDA money, all the RDA money just keeps going to these same guys. And then we don't get it as tax basis for all the, the chaos they create. The entire environment of Miami Beach needs to change. And we need to have a leader that really cares about doing the right thing for the people who are residents of Miami Beach and not developers and not the bureaucracy.
So I would go with the Palm Beach person as, uh, you know, but I'd rather have seen a much better process in the, in the recruitment. I think we could have gotten somebody really, really significantly um, capable. Uh, Michael, uh, how was, could we have done this better? Was it the firm that didn't uh, do a better job, uh, you know, searching out candidates? Was it the salary? Was it the I think, description? I think, I, I think Gelber probably put uh, cufflinks, uh, cuffs on, on, on the on the recruiter and really wanted uh, like this uh, Alina or whatever her name is. I, I don't know her. She may be very capable, but I doubt, you know, if she's Gelber's pick that she's going to be resident focused because Gelber isn't resident focused. He's developer focused and he's bureaucracy focused. I need somebody that cares, cares about the city residents. I, that's who, that's who we need. That's who uh, we depend on in terms of like, saving our future and we have a lot of issues and we need to address them whether it and, and it has to be it has to be in an organic sense based on residents and I, I do agree that we need to have more focus on residents people that live here resident quality of life concerns i tried to make that the focus of my tenure back here on the commission um, I do think we should have had better candidates. Quite frankly, for a city like Miami Beach, it was embarrassing to look at some of the resumes that we received. There were three tiers of candidates that they divided up. But in the third tier, there was one guy who's a busboy at a pizzeria in like Connecticut. So I'm not quite sure how that was <laughs> that we got given to us. I would have eliminated that resume. I wouldn't have even presented it forward. But I do think that recruiters should be in contact with stars or growing stars in local government throughout the state or southeast region and i was a little surprised that the only one that really applied from outside of our area was jay in palm beach and i'm not sure if that's because the perception was that the job was already a done deal so so why bother i have no idea in your mind michael is this already a done deal are there four votes for any one internal candidate has this process been manipulated to some point or do you think that jay actually has a shot um i, I think I, everybody I has a shot today you know i have the sunshine law so i can't speak to my colleagues about this so everything that i hear is second and third hand but you know i do think that alina has people supporting her i think there's people that want to have a candidate from the outside i think you know I think that John is, is meeting with people and putting on a top-notch presentation and has his own supporters. Eric had been popular and I, everybody likes Eric, but you know, the, I don't know. I gotta talk to him tomorrow and see where his heart is. So, okay, if in fact Eric does want the job in Miami Beach, that could be a possibility because I had just kind of given up and thought that he was definitely going to the county. This Here's where we need you, the residents, to help us out. We need you to come and sit in on these interviews Thursday. And really, uh, I'm going to put up uh, the interviews. I'm going to send out a link. I'm going to give you uh, everybody's email address. And I really would like you to advocate for the best candidate because it's everybody complains all the time. And a lot of times we blame the mayor who is the figurehead. But in fact, we really should be blaming the city manager. And we don't want the mayor to usurp the city manager's power any longer. That has, that's been happening for too long now. So um, please get involved next Thursday. It's at 3 p.m., correct, Michael? Correct. And it's Thursday three one-hour-long interviews? 
I don't believe so, considering there's six of them. I'm assuming they're a half hour, but I have that's an assumption based on what I know about what we usually do. Well, please uh, share this video. Make sure that you log in next Thursday because this is the most important decision. And if you are invested in Miami Beach, we have serious infrastructure work. We have safety concerns and issues. Uh, right now, the city is really divided over are we going to be a party destination or are we going to reinvent ourselves? And uh, that is another interesting point that is uh, coming up. Wayne, thank you so much for joining us. And um, and Michael, too. Is there anything else that you would like to? I was going to go uh, over the mayor's 10-point plan, but I feel like we might not have time to do so. I think so. we should do that on a separate show because I have a 2.30, and that doesn't really give us much time. But I'm happy to come back with you. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. I would like to do another show with you and deconstruct uh, the mayor's 10-point plan. And uh, remember, uh, this is a very important thing. We need the Miami Herald to cover it. We need uh, the press to come out and really publicize the fact that we are choosing our CEO of the city of Miami Beach, and we want the residents to be involved. We want our voices to be heard. Maybe we need to protest again and make sure that the right candidate is hired. Thank you so much.